For the Peterson Automotive Museum, this is Car Stories. My name is AJ. Today I'm joined with host of Overhauling and many more shows you've seen on television, Chris Jacobs. Chris, thank you so much for coming in. It's my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, you have tons of experience in the car world when it comes to TV, uh, and you have a lot of new stuff we're here to talk about. But before we get into that, let's go back to what started it off for you. What is your earliest automotive memory? Um, my dad always had uh, 911s. And, um, I remember, uh, feeling like I was a grown up because, um, my feet would touch the floor when I was sitting in the front seat of, uh, of the 911. As you know, it's a very low, low car. Low car. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I was probably about six or seven years old and, um, I just thought that was the coolest thing. And that kind of shaped my first love of cars. Um, I've always been a Porsche lover. I have a 85 911 that I drove in here today huh? that I'll never get rid of. Um, reminds me of my dad. And so uh, that's probably my earliest car memory, um, specific car memory, other than just like, you know, playing with uh Well, you grew cars. up in Chicago, right? I did, yeah. What was car culture for you as a kid like in Chicago at the time? It was, um, you know, a summertime thing. My yeah. older brothers both had cool cars. Uh, my brother, Zach, had a 66 GTO convertible, uh, black with red interior that I thought was just one of the coolest looking cars ever. And then my brother, Clay, um, had, a, I think it was a 78 Camaro Z28, and um, he and his buddy each had, they were kind of matching, not same color, but uh, my brother had a black one and his and his friend had a yellow one, and I just distinctly remember them constantly working on them in the driveway. So hot rodding has always kind of been part of my life. That's kind of a, a big difference, though, between your dad being a Porsche guy and your brothers were into muscle cars. Where did the love of the muscle cars come from? Um, I think the love of the muscle cars actually came from my buddy Pete. Um I met him in 95. We were doing a movie together back in the days when I was an actor. And uh, he's the one who actually got me into muscle cars and more specifically Mopars. Okay. Um, he kind of guided my hand in, in buying my, my first uh, Mopar, which was a big 68 Plymouth Sport Fury convertible with a Super Commando 383 in it, which is one of my favorite cars ever. And then I also bought my 68 GTX from him. Mm -hmm. So it stayed in the family. Um, but unbeknownst to me, I was I mean, not this is really a muscle car, but my very yeah. first car was a 64 and a half Mustang with a little, a little, little 260 in there. Now, you, you know, you might, if you souped it up a little bit, call it a muscle car, but it wasn't exactly. Uh, if you showed up to muscle. a muscle car show, I don't think anyone would People be would, uh, wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, I, you know, I don't know. I think that's really where I, I first fell in love with specifically the muscle car genre was uh, back in 95. Well, and then you said when you moved out here to become an actor, what? What gave you the trigger of, I need to come out to Los Angeles? Um, the entertainment industry. Yeah. Always knew that I wanted to be in front of the camera in some capacity. Um, I wanted to be an actor, but when I started doing it, I found out I didn't have very much skill okay. <laughs> as an actor. You know, I didn't feel very comfortable as an actor. And then in um, 2003, I auditioned for Overhauling, and they needed someone who was going to be able to play the pranks and improvise. And so, you know, that's why my agent sent me in on the job. I had no idea who Chip Foose was. I had no idea, you know, about the custom car world. Um, so when I did a little research about the job, I was like, wow, this seems really cool. And, and it just kind of fell in my lap. I had one audition. 
Um, I think they were really pushing production schedule and they needed someone to do it. And I had great chemistry with Courtney, who was my original host on the show. And I, I got the job and we started a few weeks later and it was just, you know, it changed my life. And I'm blessed that it happened that way. It was very serendipitous. Yeah, you know, the I way feel it like, happened. I feel like how many episodes has it been? Because I feel like it's one of those shows. I can never tell you what's a new episode, but I feel like <laughs> right. somewhere in the world it's always on. They're they're evergreen for sure. Uh, we've done 111 episodes. Wow. Yeah. In fact, it's great being back here at the Peterson because we did our third build ever here. Really? Which one was that? In the vault. It was the 50 uh, Ford coupe that we turned into a uh, a, a two door. Coop. I think it, we we went from a four door to a two door on it. I think that might be a different build. I don't know. There's so many I can't remember. Does it all just sort of? It, it all you know. Certain ones obviously stand out, but um, that one was a long time ago. I mean, we're going back to 2004, early 2004 when we did that episode. But right there in the vault is where we did the uh, kind of the final assembly, and then we revealed it upstairs uh, in the showroom. Oh, cool! So you actually worked on it here? Yep. Yeah, we did the, we did did the kind of the final, a little bit of the final push here. Well, a lot of the work was done at chip shop and then it was, uh, uh, towed, towed up here. And then, um, and we did the final, final up here. Well, give us some sort of insight into what goes into a whole episode of overhauling because, you know, there's, I think no shortage of more than a thousand car shows on TV right now. Right. Yeah. And it's a (laughs) lot of guys scrambling to get something done and get it to auction, uh, in two weeks Mm -hmm. and they got to make money off it. So you guys really rebuild all these cars, though, and you do it in a very short amount of time. Well, there's overhauling 1.0 and there's overhauling 2.0. Right. Overhauling 1.0 is the first four seasons, and those were done in a week. We would steal the car on a Monday, and we would give it back the following Monday. And we never missed. We went over by about six hours one build. Okay. Um, and that was because the car was completely hand-fabricated. So we had to take a little bit more time doing that one. But, yeah, so that's um, that kind of spawned the whole genre. I mean, I think that we and Pit My Ride kind of came out at the same time, but obviously very, very different shows. You know, the MTV show is a lot more about, um, you know, what outrageous accessory you can you put into a car. You guys had less TV screens and koi ponds in the back Correct. Of the car. There was okay. no monitors in the parking lights yes. and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, that was so fun to do because it was so raw and so you know, on the fly. And we really didn't know what we were doing. We're like, I mean, literally the first build that we did, we only had about 10 guys on the entire crew. I mean, that's it. 10 guys built a car in a week. Um, and then it slowly, uh, it slowly expanded and, um, we were able to, you know, add more people and, and do things more completely and not fly so much by the seat of our pants. But, um, yeah, and and now uh, the the past three seasons, what's happened was we've we've kind of because the show took off and our popularity grew, and you know Chip went to an, another stratosphere yes. as far as his work schedule goes, and I got more busy. We couldn't all get together for seven consecutive days, so we're we're spreading it out over three weeks or a month now. So things aren't quite as frenetic around the build, mm-hmm. except till the very last day. Then it seems like Still. we're always in the same place that we were when we were doing it in a week you know it's like okay we're giving this car back in 12 hours and we still have what did the idea to to stop with the pranks happen 
Well, the pranks never really stopped. It was just like where they would be in the show and how elaborate they would be. Um, it felt cruel at times. Well, I, that's part of the fun, isn't it, it AJ? <laughs> it is, but you, you do sort of think, here's this humble guy who has his yeah. Ford F-100 yeah. that you know swears one day. You know, His dad gave it to him before right. he died in the war, mm-hmm. and he has to live an entire week thinking it's stolen. And not only is it not going to come back, uh, he's getting sued for insurance fraud. You got to pay the piper, man. No, I, I, you got to you got to go through a little bit of hell to get yeah. that lifetime of heaven. You know, I mean, obviously that's my part of the show, so it's something I love to do. And our producer Bud Brutzman is a fellow kind of you know evil minded person. Yeah. So I mean, we we loved messing with people, and I mean that's the entertainment value of it too. You know, when we're sitting at home with that dramatic irony of knowing that this guy is being duped, I mean that's very very compelling. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. So. Back to the original question, it changed in the interim when we took a, a couple years off in between overhauling 1.0 and overhauling 2.0. It was decided that it would be easier if we didn't keep up the ruse for the entire build. Yeah. So we would just play a simple prank at the beginning, let them know they were on the show, and then grab their car. And then the, the, the anticipation is having to wait forever long it took us to complete the car to get it back so it buys you guys a little more time just makes it easier because yeah. you know i mean even for a week you know keeping up a ruse like that is is difficult because people want to find out where their car is and what happened oh, to their I'm car sure. and they want to call the authorities and we're having to pretend we're the authorities or work in conjunction well, did it with ever- them go wrong i mean did the cops sure. ever get involved yeah did people yeah. ever find out yeah well a, a great story is from season one when we were doing connie's corvette um we had forgotten to make up business cards i was i was playing a automotive theft investigator and i i just wrote my number down on a piece of paper and she's a very smart woman and, and didn't trust me so she said to her husband she goes i'm gonna call the cops so he comes out and tells us she just called the cops so right as he's saying that here come four Fullerton PD yeah. in uniform walking up to us. So I grabbed the guy who was posing as the crime scene videographist, you know, and, and I and videographer, and I and I and I said, "Come with me, and shoot this." And so I very quickly, like in thirty seconds, explained to the cops what we were doing, and uh, to their credit, they, they went trusted us and yeah. went along with it. And after that, Connie had no doubt that everything was legit because here she's got Fullerton PD, who she called vouching for us now that was great because it was a very compelling uh component of the episode and it also kind of taught us a lesson that whenever possible let's work with the cops because like huntington beach pd they they love claiming that overhauling is you know homebred yeah you know so um they love to help us out whenever they can they've helped us out in several pranks with real patrol cars and uniformed officers and it just adds to the credibility they like to get involved did it ever does anybody ever not like their car? Um, I don't think so. I think there was one uh, spouse of someone who didn't like the car. She was our insider, and yeah. she had it in her mind what uh, you know the car was supposed to look like. And you know, it, it was it was a newer Mustang. It was a 2005 Mustang that we kind of just like put a body kit on. I don't know if anybody remembers that episode. I don't think they reshow it very often because it wasn't a great it wasn't episode. very memorable. Yeah, but uh, the the wife you know kind of had a problem with it. But but. 99.9% of the time, the owners are overwhelmed uh, emotionally and, and aesthetically. I mean, they just, two a one, they, they drop to their knees and, and can't I, believe that that's their car. I, I do sort of wonder, I mean, I, I think, yeah, 99% of the world would love a free 
restoration <laughs> right. on, on a car, but there's got to be the the one percent of guys who goes, I was really looking forward to doing this myself. Well, you know, I mean, here's the thing: the people who get submitted, and we vet so many submissions yeah. because we get. I mean, I it's think the, be tens of thousands a month. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we know going in that the person it's their like life dream to have their car overhauled. So we're okay. not going in with someone who, you know, whose wife's saying, well, he likes working on it himself. You know, if it, that's like red flag city to us and we're like, you know, pass, we're not doing that car. If there's any possibility that the guy's going to have a problem with it or, or woman. Yeah. And is chip, is he always taking the lead on the, here's the design. Here's the, oh, my absolutely. kind of my vision. <laughs> I always make fun of chip because he's got a very, a uh, crafty way of making the insider see his vision. I do pick that up yeah. on, on the show that right. I, it, and, and I really love Chip's work. Yeah. Um, but it is, I, I do think he has sort of taken the, he, he's the conductor yeah. and the songwriter. Absolutely. I mean, he, he will, he will sketch what the insider envisions, yeah. you know, if they say, well, he really likes, you know, a red car and, you know, maybe a, a green stripe, you know, and Chip will go, oh, okay, well, this is what this is look like. Now here's, if I can make a suggestion, you know, check mm -hmm. this out and he'll do something and seeing it come to life in front of them, the insider will obviously be blown away just because to see that just poof off the page is, is amazing. And what Chip comes up with is always better than what the insider thought they would want. Mm -hmm. Now, if the insider has a great concept in mind that goes along with Chip's way of thinking, he'll just put a little tweak on it and he'll go with that. But, but it's Chip's thinking. It's it's always. I mean, come on, what are you going to argue with Michelangelo? It, and he's done some of your cars, right? Yes. How now is it? Because I we've had Courtney Hansen here before, and mm -hmm. and she's telling us how she has yeah, a, a Thunderbird. She's yeah. a Thunderbird that's yeah. been foosed eyes, yep. or yeah. And uh, you have a you have a GTX sixty eight GTX, yeah. So the one that I bought from my buddy Pete and uh, it had this kind of cool paint job. It was very, very tired on it. So I told Chip that, you know, I wanted to 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 uh, to work on it. And, um, you know, I didn't directly ask him. I wasn't like, you know, I was going to say, how does paint that my car? Do you just sort <laughs> you of know? go, hey, when you're done with this one? No, you know, I mean, a... it was it actually we did it in the interim between yeah. the two versions of overhauling. And uh, I brought it down to Mitch Lanzini's shop and Andreas, who you probably know from the show, helped me out. We stripped the whole thing down. And uh, I was going to leave the vinyl top on, you know, and, and Chip's like, no, you know, I'd peel, I'd peel the vinyl top too, you know. And so we peeled the vinyl top. The roof was great underneath. So we got it all prepped for paint and everything. And then Mitch and I were going to do it. And then, of course, you know, there's Chip hanging around. And, mm -hmm. of course, you know, he's going to get in on it. And first he's making suggestions and then does a little sketch. And then he's mixing colors. And but aren't, next aren't thing you know, you, he's in the paint booth shooting it. Aren't you kind of hoping that's what's going to happen of the whole course. time? Of course. Okay. I, I, I work on a <laughs> – I have a Corolla I'm working on here and our, our shop foreman. I'm sitting here going – Geez, I have no clue how to drop out this gas tank. If I only any move, let me let me yeah, help you out. Right, it's the old Tom Sawyer thing. But you know, I, I mean, I loved Chip doing it, and of course, you know, it's 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 a amazing paint job, and you know, priceless. And yeah. um, I was in the booth with him while he was painting it. I didn't paint it with him, but I was right there next to him, which which I value a lot. But the, my intentions were pure. I did start out by thinking that I was going to do this by myself, and if he, if he wants to kick in, he can. As much or as little as he wants to, but it was never my intention to have Chip do have it for him me. Do it. Right. So you guys are. This is the last season. You're wrapping up. Correct. Is it all shot and done it's in the done. camp? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What are some of the more memorable builds that 
are have not aired yet or something you're looking forward to? Well, I mean, there's two in particular. Um, one is uh, the one that's going to air on November 4th at 9 p.m. on Velocity, um, which I think is uh, the day after this becomes available. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So tomorrow. Um, it's uh, Johnny Depp was our insider. Oh, wow. And we did the build for his then fiance, now wife, Amber Heard. And um, it was great. And I mean, if you put aside the fact that they are both movie stars, it was your typical overhauling episode because mm -hmm. her dad was our insider. Amber bought this car when she first moved to L.A. It's a uh, 66 Mustang uh, notchback. And um, she had been keeping it with this guy who was eventually going to get to rebuilding it. So the car was totally blown apart. And uh, which saved us some time on deconstruction. But um, then this guy came to us and said, hey, this is who's involved. This might make a cool overhaul in episode. So mm -hmm. we said, oh, you know, that's great. Johnny Depp is willing to be our insider. Not and a whole lot of times Johnny Depp wants to do cable television. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So and it was very cool to have him like fully commit to um, to being a part of it because he very easily could have blown it off and just, yeah. you know, phoned it in. But um, he was a very convincing insider. When when uh, Chip and I, again, dressed as cops, um, are waiting at the uh, place where sh her car is being uh, cared for, and it turns out the story we told her was that um, it was a chop shop, and this guy was, uh, was double-crossing her and was going to part her Mustang out. So Johnny and Amber show up, and, um, you know, we immediately go into, like, you know, uh, star starstruck mode. You know, mm -hmm. Chip starts taking pictures of them, yeah. and um, a little inside joke. I told uh, I told um, Johnny that I really admired his work in Nick of Time. Sure, which uh, which was actually my Hollywood debut. Okay, was a scene with Johnny really? in Nick of Time. Yeah, so it was it was a very very inside joke. Um, so I got a little chuckle out of him uh, on that, and then. Um, uh, you know, Amber got very upset and, uh, because she loves the car that mm -hmm. much. And that's, you know, that's your, that's your bread and butter car. overhauling yeah. moment. You know, that's, that's what we're looking for is that emotional reaction to finding out that something is, uh, going wrong with your car. And then conversely, the ultimate sense of relief that your car's okay. And then the final is when she sees her car. I mean, you got to watch the episode to 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 see her reaction because it's it's so cool, so over the top. Um, you can tell how much she loves this car from where it came, what it became, and what it is now. Well, for everyone listening, uh, definitely. So it'll be tomorrow night. Uh, turn on Velocity and mm -hmm. watch Johnny Depp making his car debut That's right. were you surprised he doesn't strike me as a car guy were you surprised he's so no he's actually got um quite a collection of cars really yeah mm -hmm. he's got a chopped mark um he's got the uh the car from uh the dillinger movie that he did he's got a bunch of motorcycles i mean you know he's johnny depp the guy is he's got cool stuff yeah. that you know he doesn't necessarily advertise um but he's got a bunch of cool cars that are all at the facility where we gave amber her car back um, so that was kind of cool to have his cars around and he fully participated. You know, he was in on the insider meeting. He sat with chip for a couple hours and, uh, designed the scheme of the Mustang. And then he was with us all day long on the reveal. And he was, you know, Johnny's a craftsman, you know, his level of acting, he 
becomes a character and and, and <laughs> so mean, is there a part of you that goes uh, johnny you want, might want to make this phone call a little more believable yeah, just just <laughs> no. you know okay you can't really direct him with the pranks no can no, you? Okay, no, no. Good. well and that's the thing i mean with the prank itself he it was pure reactionary we yeah. didn't the only thing we told him was you know just go along with it and he totally went along with it which was great you know i mean he could have just taken a step back and let amber give all the reactions but he was right there just you know playing dumb you know yeah. like i don't know what's going on and then you know when the cat came out of the bag he was he participated fully which is just it was it was great to have him there and, and doing it and so you know you're gonna see a, a like a different side of johnny than you normally see in your typical entertainment interviews and things like that what has been just one of your most memorable in the past decade well there's two really i mean obviously the the overhauling that we did on chip's truck um is is you know far and away the the greatest episode of overhauling i mean 10 to 1 people say that's their favorite episode and uh is probably mine too but selfishly i also like the episode where chip and i switched positions where he hosted the show and uh i designed the car it's a 67 coronet so it was like right up my alley but I think it exposed our shortcomings in each other's roles on the show. Yeah. You know, God bless Chip, but he's a much better car designer he's than better his behind host. The pen. I don't have much skill with a marker in my hand. Yeah, so um, we helped each other out where we could, but it turned out to be a great episode just because it was fun to kind of put on each other's uh, work work clothes. And um, the car was phenomenal. You know, we dropped a, a Hemi in it, and, and I was able to do this really cool British racing green and black two-tone on it. And we custom made the uh, rally stripe around the deck lid. Um, the guy was an Angels fan, so we had the the, the bumblebee with an Angels helmet on, and we put his oh, number cool. in there. And I mean, when he saw that, you know, he was blown away. And so, but uh, those two in particular. But again, I mean, everyone is memorable, and it's so funny because every time we're about to give a car back, we always look around the room and, and we go, "I'd drive this one, yeah, you know, or I'd keep this one," and brings me to our very last episode that we did, which is one of the greatest cars that we did. Um, it's uh, another Mustang, um, a 67 this time, Fastback, that we built for Marcus Luttrell, who is the Navy SEAL, who is the subject of the book uh, Lone Survivor. Oh, okay. He wrote the book, and then Mark Wahlberg played him in the movie. Mm -hmm. He and his twin brother um, had a bet when they were like 17. They said on our 40th birthday, whoever is doing worse... I guess financially or in life or whatever, has got to buy the other one their dream car. Kind of a motivating factor yeah. to, you know, to do not, better than yeah, your twin okay. brother. So um I hopefully he's not hopefully he's doing better. Well, they're both doing pretty well. I yeah. mean they're both amazing guys cut out of absolute granite. I mean they're yeah. Navy SEALs. Sure. You know, it's like it is amazing. And and they're they're such humble guys and so thankful, huge fans of overhauling. So when we were playing the prank on Marcus at the end, um, we set up this book signing for him to sign copies of Lone Survivor. And, of course, no one shows up. And I'm playing the bookstore owner, you know, I'm, like, apologizing. And then Chip walks in. And then, you know. Immediately and, and he the, knows. And the gig is up, right. Um, but the work that Chip and the A-team did on this Mustang is phenomenal. And it is, it's truly a one-of-a-kind car. I mean, from moving the firewall back to doing a, a, a dive in the hood to accommodate uh, the radiator. And, and, I mean, the wheels based on uh, Shelby Mustang wheels. I mean, Chip always puts a little twist on these classic designs that where you see the old design, but you see Chip's twist on it, too. And. You know, it's it's a definite must see too. He really he really keeps the car looking stock almost to the point 
um, where you kind of, and I guess it's the ultimate compliment, is you look at it and go, well, what'd you do to it? Because it, 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 you know, I, I ran into Chip at SEMA last year, and he was talking about the Riddler car he was working on. Yeah. Um, and just sort of casually Imposter. talking about it. And then when I saw it at the Riddler Award, you know, right. I like that he had to take a stock version of the yep. car yep. and kind of like a cow show where right. I cut the pieces and right. chopped it. And because it, he does so much breathing on a car that when he's done with it, you just go, well, isn't that what the isn't that what they did at the factory? Yeah, isn't you're that, absolutely and, right. And you're talking about uh, Imposter, which yeah. is Chip's '65 Impala that he just won his fourth Riddler Award with. It's um, a shame. It's a shame he hasn't had more success. In I life. know. You know for I guy, feel bad for the guy. Yeah, and he's got great hair. Can't catch a break. He's got hair like Elvis and all that skill, and yeah. he's the most humble guy in the world, sure. which is amazing. But you're right. If you see Imposter, if you were just to see it, you'd go, "Oh, that's a '65 Impala with a really cool paint job and some some custom wheels." Yeah. But when you get into the minutia of that car and all of his Riddler cars and all of his custom builds, by the way, but especially his Riddler cars, and in particular Impression, because I think that's really his his you know coup de gras. Um, because every piece of Impression, except for the transmission and the engine block, is hand fabricated. Wow! It is the most amazing vehicle, and if you get a chance to see it in person, you know you'll be drilling on it just like I do every time I see it. Um, but Imposter is is just it. Chip kind of set the bar almost too high for himself with Imposter, uh, with uh, Impression. Um, but what he did to Imposter was just amazing in the same regard, but working on a stock vehicle versus a completely handmade vehicle. Yeah. It, it's incredible. So, and are you guys going to be at SEMA well, when of this course. airs? We'll yep. be, what do yep. you guys got going on for SEMA this We got week? a bunch of stuff going on. Um, not building a car, um, but uh, I'll be hosting Velocity Live okay. on uh, Wednesday the 4th. Uh, the same night that uh, that the Johnny Depp episode airs. And then um, I'm also hosting uh, Battle of the Builders, which will air later in the year on Velocity, um, which is I think we pick uh, like 10 or 15 builders from, from the SEMA show, and then they have a competition, and they're, you know. And what do you sort of look forward to? Because there's, there's a lot. To, there's too much to do at SEMA. Well, so. I mean, last year I didn't even get a chance to see anything because we were building a car last year, and um, – and there's just you're right. There's too much to see. I mean, if you were to just to walk for four days straight and not stop anywhere, you still wouldn't see everything because it takes over the entire Vegas Convention Center. So this year, I'm looking forward to being able to breathe a little bit and walking around and seeing some stuff. Um, looking forward to seeing Petty's Petty's Garage, uh, their uh, uh, Mustang. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Whaley, who runs Petty's Garage, is a buddy of mine, so I always like to um, stop by their stuff. And of course, you know, apparently there's going to be a uh, Hellcat all-wheel drive there. Which I'm very excited about. That does sound exciting. <laughs> the Hellcat and sounds is my, a little dangerous. The Hellcat is my choice. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm saving my pennies for one of those bad boys. Have I you think. driven one yet? Being a yeah, Dodge. Okay. Dodge was cool enough to give me one for a week. Um, does not disappoint. Last year, does not disappoint. Yeah. Exceeds expectations. And the one that they gave me had side pipes on it. Sure. Because you need to only make it louder. Right. <laughs> but you had the option of having the side pipes open or closed. It was a special fob. That just opened the side pipes, which yeah. was awesome. So it's, I mean, it sounds like a race car anyway. And then when you open the side pipes, it sounds like an absolute NASCAR. So I brought it down to the overhauling set, and uh, we all took turns uh, doing burnouts in the street next to the shop. It, it I, I've been lucky enough. I, I got to drive one for a week, and it nothing sounds cooler. Yeah. Uh, and not only was my favorite thing just anyone walking by in an intersection, right? Kind of quietly looking because you, it looks a little different than other challengers. And well, you, you got to know what to look for. But 
even people who don't know what it is look at it and go, that's something that's different. something special, yeah. And then you throw a rev and you see him just jump because mm-hmm. it is the loudest, but but not meanly loud, just one of the best notes. And, and I'll give you a real quick my Hellcat story. Um, I get it for the week. I'm excited. I, I pick up my girlfriend. It's Friday night. I We want, you know, let's go to dinner. Let's take this car out. Uh, and let's go somewhere kind of far so we can drive because it's LA traffic's terrible. So we go to the, you know we go to the valet. Uh, it has a valet mode that kicks right. it from seven hundred seven horsepower the, down to the black fob. Yes, versus the red fob. Uh, I go well. I got to put this thing in valet mode. I can't trust these people. Uh, and then when I got it back, uh, karma bit me because I could not get it out of valet oh, mode no. <laughs> uh, and had to drive it, limp it home the entire way down the 405. Oh, man. Uh, and I spent a good three hours on Hellcat forums. Oh. <laughs> I had to disconnect the batteries, uh, reconnect them. I mean, just really go through the whole thing to reset so it. So you, you didn't have the two fobs? You did it on the touchscreen? Uh, I did the it in the touchscreen. Yeah, touch See, that's why they give you the two fobs. So you just hand the valet dude... The, the black fob. I'm going to have to get a Hellcat again yeah. and valet yeah, again. Just try to, this again. I literally, the, the closest thing I've ever come to, to breaking up with my girlfriend was me pulled over on the side of the road, her going, I don't understand, just drive it home. I'm going, no, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine your frustration, dude. That would be... Not without although, all you, 700 you know, Karma, Karma did bite you in the ass because you should have given those valet drivers their fairest first day off experience. I, I totally you know? I mean, what the, Who cares? It's not your car. You know? No, but it. Uh, yeah. And what a it, great story that would be if they did happen to wreck it. No, I mean, it, now <laughs> we could laugh about it, sure. But at the time, uh, I could see a little bit. No, that's um, true. There's no humor in any of that. But hey, you know. Well, Chris, never, th- never leave, uh, never leave full mode. This is this is why you park your own car. That's right. This is why you don't trust the valet. <laughs> uh, Chris Jacobs, thank you so much for coming by. November, give me the date again for November fourth. Uh, 9 p.m. on Velocity is the uh, the Johnny Depp premiere episode. And then I believe that's followed up by another new episode. There's two new episodes uh, on that Wednesday the 4th. And then it'll kick back to its normal Tuesday night and 9 o'clock time slot the following week. And and then every other hour on Velocity for all of eternity, we'll probably be seeing reruns. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, So I'll see you at SEMA. Thank you for coming in. Thanks, my man.